Thank you for joining us for Revive the Drive, a ministry of the Bethany Fellowship of Churches. We live in a world where time is a precious commodity. One of the avenues for reviving our souls is the necessary commute to and from the many places our schedules take us. As the wheels of the car begin to turn, join our panel and set the wheels of your mind in motion as you consider the significance and impact of theology on everyday life. Let's listen in as our pastors talk theology. Welcome again to Revive the Drive. My name is Daniel Bennett. I'm joined by Pastor Art Georges and Pastor Rich Burkle. We are talking today about understanding elders, the the spiritual shepherds of the church. And there are a lot of different forms of, of church government out there, lots of different ways that churches have organized themselves. But what's true of every healthy church is that there are spiritual shepherds that are engaged in ministering to the flock. And First Peter chapter 5, Peter says to the elders, he says, I exhort the elders among you as a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, as well as a partaker in the glory that is going to be revealed. Shepherd the flock of God that is under you, that is among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly as God would have you, not for shameful gain, but eagerly, not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. Uh, Rich and Art, um, how important is it for a church to have godly spiritual shepherds? It's critical. It's one of the most important aspects of a ministry um, because uh, as the leaders go, so so the flock will go. Yeah. Well, there's four questions I want us to get to. Uh, first question is, is this, guys. Uh, what is an elder? When we use that term elder, uh, what do we mean? Well, as you read the New Testament, you'll see that uh, the, the New Testament describes this office, the office of uh, the leadership of the church in a number of ways. It, it uses the term shepherd, for instance, or pastor. Uh, it only uses the term pastor once, but oftentimes uh, people think of the elder as the pastor, and, mm-hmm. and that's the name for that particular office or role in the church. But uh, the, the Bible also uses the term uh, overseer or bishop and elder or presbyter. Um, so uh, there are about three or four different terms that the Bible uses to describe the same office, and that can be confusing. Uh, Each term has a specific emphasis that's related, I believe, to the role of that person. So, for instance, elder, the term elder describes the maturity of that individual that's necessary in order to fulfill that that role. Shepherd describes more the work of that person, that they are like a shepherd, feeding and guarding, protecting, helping, leading. Um, And then overseer describes sort of the authority, uh, the the essential nature of leadership and leadership. uh, of of uh, being the, the the people who do make many of the decisions within the church to help the church grow. So in our ch- our churches, uh, we have elders, we have pastors, we have deacons, we have Sunday school teachers. Uh, which which of those roles are, are we? Which of those titles are we are we talking about today? As as we talk about an elder, who, who falls under that category of elder? Yeah, it would be the the pastors. And the elders, mm-hmm. so so we do we, we actually contribute perhaps to the confusion, <laughs> to the confusion. <laughs> yeah. because we use two different titles for different people, and it does help a little bit, and I think in our 
21st century context because pastors are 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 typically elders who are on staff, paid staff at the church. And the, elders are more lay, but that that shouldn't cause there to be a, a strong division in the work or their role in the work of the church, ministry of the church. So the distinction in our church is between a, a someone that, are, that might be commonly called a pastor or elder is that the pastors or the elders that are receiving what what Timothy calls or what Paul tells Timothy they, they receive double honor that is they're they're elders but the the church is contributing to their their livelihood this is something they can do full time right okay so uh, pastors elders this this one office of, of elder an elder is a, could be considered a pastor a pastor could also be considered an elder or an overseer um, and Rich you mentioned that each of these these terms kind of help us understand. Uh, some of the distinctive aspects of of the office. Uh, Art, who's qualified to be an elder? You know, the Scripture tells us it's a noble thing for someone to aspire to, right. to be. Who who is qualified to do this? Well, uh, it it is a formidable task, and therefore, um, Scripture is very clear, specifically in First Timothy three, that. Um, it is those men in the congregation who are uh, overall uh, described as above reproach. That does not mean that they're perfect, but it means that uh, accusations of um, recurring sin in their life would not stick. Um, it means that, uh, and and Paul gives to Timothy a number of descriptions, characteristics uh, of the one who would be an elder, first of all, he needs to have a desire. It's God's work wrought in his heart to desire to shepherd, as Peter says, voluntarily, not under compulsion. Uh, but he, he's one who, again, described as above reproach because uh, he is temperate, uh, prudent, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, the husband of one wife. He's not held under the sway of addictions, uh, not one who's given to fighting, but he's gentle, peaceable, free from the love of money, uh, able to manage his own household well. Uh, those are the basic descriptions of the one who would be elder of the local church. And as you think about those those qualifications, um, is there kind of one, or as I think about them, there, there's kind of that one overriding uh, not, qualification. Not pugnacious. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Rich, don't interrupt me. <laughs> yeah, the, the, but the beyond re, that he's above reproach. That's right. Is, that's kind of the overarching uh, quality. That's right. Uh, Rich, how how can we uh, determine if if a man is qualified to, to be an elder? I mean, th- th- so those are the qualifications. How do how do yeah. we go about discerning if a person? Because yeah. because uh, Rich. Um, you know me pretty well. Um, there was there was that, that time one time that I was pugnacious. Right. Um, does that disqualify <laughs> me from from being an elder? That's right. Well, um, uh, first you weren't very good at it, so that helped. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, uh, um, you know the uh, uh, these qualities have to do with the general character of a person's life, and obviously, when you have one exception, it, it causes pause. Right. Especially if it's a if it's visible, if it's egregious, it causes pause to wonder. And so you, uh, an elder is right to try to avoid every, yeah. every kind of thing that would um, dishonor Jesus. And it's not just about being disqualified, but it's first about the honor of the Lord in their life. 
And, uh, you know, th- these are s- sort of characteristics that don't have an absolute standard in terms of when does a person cross the line cross to meet line. them and when does a person not. So in a church, for instance, if a church has, uh, our church has nine lay elders, uh, there are going to be nine different levels of, uh, of uh, uh, quality for each one of these characteristics. You know, some, some may, one, one guy may have a higher uh, uh, quality of being free from the love of money, for instance, and another may uh, have a higher uh, quality in, in uh, reference to being hospitable. Mm. And so uh, we're all on this journey to complete Christ-likeness, and we, none of us have gotten there yet. And so there, there's bound to be in every elder board, and even within individual persons, uh, uh, a certain degree of need to advance, need for growth. And yet there is a quality in which the community as a whole, and I think it's a church community issue, isn't it? It's, it's uh, how do we measure this according to biblical standards as best we can? Whether a person would say, yeah, that person's hospitable. They may not be as hospitable as this person, but they are hospitable. Right. Uh, as opposed to, man, that person's not hospitable at all. But everybody everybody has <laughs> right. faults. You know? Right, exactly. Because our tendency can be sometimes, be, because it's true that, that just because a person has a struggle in one of these areas at, at a moment in their life, it doesn't disqualify them. Sometimes our tendency can be to reduce these qualifications to nothing. To say, right. well, sure, they lose their temper, but yeah, nobody's perfect and he's a really good teacher. And we kind of reduce these qualities to, to where they have no force whatsoever. No meaning they, they become mm-hmm. irrelevant. And, right. and that's a, a danger. We all, we all have a tendency to, to want to cut a lot of people who we like right. a lot of slack. Right. And uh, there are a lot of people who are very likable. They're very loyal. You know, they come to church every week, maybe Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. And, and uh, historically, often churches have, have caused that to be really the... the uh, 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 default qualification. Right. You're qualified if uh, you come to church morning, evening, and Wednesday night, right. and as long as you're not uh, beating your wife and doing ridiculous things. Uh, you know, so so uh, uh, this standard is quite a bit different, though, isn't it? Yes. And especially when we read some of those qualities that God intends to be evident in the life of an elder, um, you know, you you read that he has to be a good manager of his household, having faithful children, and uh, um, that he is to be sober-minded, a careful thinker. So, you know, some of these uh, cause us to to uh, reflect. Uh, and as elders, they're very sobering to read through. Uh, mm-hmm. They're very challenging. Say, you know what? Uh, I want to pursue these more and more, so that. Uh, I will be more and more established as a healthy leader in the church. So we've asked, uh, what is an elder? What are the qualifications of an elder? Uh, the third question is, is very much related to this second question. The third question is, uh, what is an elder to do? And as we look at the things that an elder is to do, we see why those qualifications are so important. Uh, I remember whenever I was a youth pastor, there were some kids who uh, kind of had run off when they weren't supposed to. And uh, when I when I caught up with them and realized kind of what had gotten what had happened, I, you know, I was uh, righteously anger for angry for about half a second maybe, and then it spilled over into a little unrighteous anger as as I talked with them. Well, uh, 
you know, five, six years go by, and, and six years later, as I was talking with one of these kids, as, as uh, he, he left the, the uh, as he graduated high school and, and left the church, um, there was still some bitterness at, at how I had responded to him, you know, and, mm-hmm. and it was very convicting as I, as I thought, boy, that is why this, this, uh, this character quality is, is so important mm-hmm. because the devil can, and the enemy can really, uh, take our, uh, character failures and, and wreak havoc in, in the souls of the people that were entrusted to shepherd. So, so let's, let's, let's ask the second question then, or third question, what, what is a spiritual shepherd to do? What is an elder to do? Well, one way of putting it is to rule over the flock, but uh, sometimes we get the wrong picture of what that means. It, uh, Peter says that, uh, um, that that elders are to provide an example to the flock on how to live righteous lives. Uh, they're to give oversight, and much of that oversight comes by way of teaching. And so one of the uh, qualities of, of an elder is that he's able to teach, able to unfold the scriptures for God's people so that they might understand them and be able to live in light of God's word. And, and so, um, and, and one of the most important reasons that uh, the elder needs to be able to, to teach is because uh, scripture actually says that the elders are going to be held accountable for the souls of those who are allotted to their charge. So again, elders with the gift of teaching are, as we've said in another session, a gift to God's church. Uh, They are given to God's church to teach God's people and therefore to give oversight over their souls uh, so that when Christ comes, uh, the picture would be of what Paul says to the Thessalonians, that he would stand before Christ and present the flock to Christ with joy. And so uh, the elder is, is called to lead the flock and to keep watch, guarding them from false doctrine, guarding them from false teachers, uh, guarding them from the philosophical uh, error that comes into the church uh, or wants to always come into the church. I, I love the metaphor of the shepherd. I mean, that, that is, that's the metaphor for the elder. And if we can just think about a shepherd, uh, particularly a first-century shepherd who's staying out all night with his sheep, caring for each one, knowing each one by name, uh, sometimes very tender in binding up wounds, uh, sometimes uh, very uh, leader-oriented in, in uh, leading the sheep to, to pasture, uh, recognizing the sheep would not be able to find pasture apart from a shepherd leading, uh, recognizing the need to guard, uh, that there are wolves that will take that sheep down, being very strong and forceful at times. So you have all this toughness, this tenderness, this wisdom, uh, this care and concern and, and loving passion, all of this bound up in this metaphor. And uh, the more that it's a metaphor the Scripture gives us. So thankfully, it's not something that, you know, we just got together and made it, well, what's, what's a pastor like? You know, well, he's, Scripture says he's like a shepherd. And we know more about what a shepherd is to be to people, a human shepherd is to be, because the Lord himself describes himself mm-hmm. as a shepherd. Uh, yeah. The Lord is my shepherd, Psalm 23, and then uh, Jesus is the good shepherd in John 10, and he's the great shepherd of the sheep, you know, in, in Hebrews. So so we, we see the Lord himself applying this to his very person. Last question then, guys. Uh, what are we to do in response to this? In other words, what, what do... 
we're, we're elders, but we're also underneath the elders in, in our church. Um, what are we to do for our elders as, as lay people and, and just, just people in the congregation? How are, and, and we as individuals, how are we to respond to our elders? This is a bit of a self-serving question, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it, it is. And at the same time, we're elders. We're underneath the elders as well. So, yeah, Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends, <laughs> it depends on what church you're at. <laughs> Scripture uh, commands God's people to obey their leaders, their elders, and submit to them because yeah. ultimately they will give watch over uh, the souls of God's people. And so the, the uh, thought there is that it would be a joy for them and not a burden. Yeah, and, and along with that, truly the greatest thing that uh, members in a congregation can do to encourage and support the, their elders or pastors is to obey God's Word. Yeah, yes. You know, there's no greater joy that a pastor has than, than to see... Uh, the people in the church loving God and following mm-hmm. Him, and uh, that's why it's it's not about how can we care for the the the, the pastor so much. Although again, we certainly appreciate yes. love and, and and encouragement, but yes. but it's really the the greatest encouragement. I mean, I, we can get a, a a card in the mail that that says all kinds of flowery things and wonderful things about our life or our ministry, but the truth is, if if we look at our congregation and they're they're a group of uh, of people who don't love God and are being disobedient to Him and don't love His Word, then, then we will mourn every moment of every day. That's right. And the opposite, you know, if if we don't ever receive a card, but we have a group of people who are passionate for Jesus Christ, there, there's no greater joy that a pastor can have for than that. That's right. Mm-hmm. And and uh, Rich, you're you're right that this can uh, sound a little uh, self-serving. Uh, but I think that each of us would say, as we see people respond to us uh, with love and, and care, uh, we recognize that that we don't deserve it. For right. One. Absolutely. And, and secondly, we we are excited about it because we recognize this is people yeah. being obedient to God, yeah. trying to to honor us yeah. as as they honor God, and, yeah. and that's the joy for us. Yeah. Every uh, you know October, our our church. Uh, the church, the elders actually honor the pastors and, mm. and have the congregation do that, and and it is uh, it's a it's a mixture of emotion, you know. It's it is this mixture of well, I do not deserve this applause, you know, this kind mm. of this kind of love, and yet also, you know, it's it's very moving. It's yeah. emotionally moving that people would would love us yeah. and would express their love, and so absolutely, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, the elders asked why. Why do pastors get October and, and we don't get a month? And I said every month is Elder Month. Is that, <laughs> is that the right? Great sense? response. No, and and we are. Uh, I, I think each of us would say we're very grateful to God, not only for our 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 people who honor the, the pastors and the leadership and are, are so uh, joyfully uh, in, in submission, but we're also grateful to God for the lay elders that he's provided our church mm-hmm, uh, that he is equipped to, equipped to shepherd. That's mm-hmm. right. Well, thank you for joining us today on Revive the Drive. Uh, we are grateful for our churches. We're grateful to the Lord for providing us with these churches to worship him. And our encouragement to you is to joyfully submit to those that God has graciously put in leadership over you. Oh.